Oh, you don't have to put down the beer just because we're about <laughs> <Okay>. to record. <laughs> okay. When is okay. war? I feel like I, I, I got to be ready for a take at any moment. <laughs> Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains and transit, adventures and life hacks, and today, the Transit Suite. That's right. We've got Allison Dennis here in the studio. Welcome to the show. Hi. You are. You <laughs> Thanks are for having the, me here. The two-time club now. Yeah. Two, is it? Yeah. Is two? this a pretty exclusive? I was club thinking it was. I, well, I was thinking this might have been your third time. No, it's, no, a, it's okay. number two. All right. Well, we'll have to have a three-time <laughs> episode. Yeah. The next time that you come on the show. But for now, welcome to your second appearance, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, and you have been up to something as Dr. Something. <laughs> yes, yes, I went there. Yes. There's a Beaverton Transit album uh, EP Transit Suite release coming out, and uh, we're excited to dive into that soon. Uh, but before I let Aaron off the hook, how'd your <laughs> oh, weekend come go? Oh, man. How'd your uh, week? No, it was, it was great. Um, let's see. Oh, it, it was... It was Labor Day weekend, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I hope like, so. Like all good Americans on Labor Day weekend, I had sushi. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a thing. I just sort of made that up right now. Well, now it's, it's delicious. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> delicious. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is day five-ish of <laughs> No Sugar September. And yes, I know sushi rice has sugar in it, but Heathen. Uh, it's like... It's not that much. No added sugar no, September. Well, yeah. <laughs> no sugar <laughs> no, no sugar no sugar as as a main ingredient. So How about you, that? You celebrated the uh, weekend by having some sushi. Yes. Cause it's delicious. Cause Anna's in town for a little while and so that's that's kind of our, our go to mm-hmm. we uh, head out to sushi ohana there and gorge ourselves silly on raw fish. <laughs> it was warm this uh, weekend. Yes. That sushi yes. is nice to have it's when it's warm. Not a day for something out of an oven. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of having ramen. Um, <laughs> that's what I like yeah. to do on a 90 degree day. Yeah. <laughs> Steam the place up. Exactly. It's, now, um, I find myself like wanting to do the couples thing since we both have Bromptons to like go out and take our Bromptons just anywhere mm-hmm. together and be like come on let's let's be that brompton couple it's, yeah it's, that yeah. sounds really cute <laughs> well double brompton by the way by the way uh clarification this recording would not be possible if she hadn't rode up here today with the <laughs> yeah. sd cards but thank you, you notice I... she didn't ride the brompton wait that's not a sign, though. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay. oh God, no. What are, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying, Would I be Aaron? this happy about that? No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, other than the fact that, like, I think I've turned off cuteness to her. <laughs> 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 like, 
like uh, maybe maybe leaned into it a little too hard, you know? I I don't, I guess. Okay. I'm not like, like turned off cuteness. Yes. <laughs> yes. So like for example, like I keep pushing to like get her to take the Brompton out oh, for various okay. things. Mm. I get it. Yep. Yeah. Are well. you suggesting like matching outfits to go with the matching Brompton? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah, well, that that might be a little overboard. Matching black track suits. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you kind of just have to. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, that's interesting that you mentioned that because... uh, Are you leaning into cuteness? Well, I mean, just speaking of Bromptons, it seems like Bromptons are are experiencing a bit of a resurgence. Uh, I saw Russ and Laura, our good friends at Pathless Petal. Oh, yeah. They were like, (laughs) I think they were saying the other day, they're like, so now that Brompton touring is popular... Again, <laughs> we have a touring book. Just by the way, you know, oh. 2010, like totally didn't do yeah, that first I might have or to anything. Go get that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, the that, I mean, that's kind of when I first found out about them and the trips that they were doing around. But I feel like Bromptons have really. It seems like it seems like their time is ripe. I don't. I don't think there's ever been a time where it wasn't ripe for Brompton. Right. Um, but I, I was thinking of like all the clever things that you could do with a Brompton, and I would do something. This is not an ad for Brompton, by the way. Uh, I, I would be, <laughs> it's I, I, just coincidental. I mean, it isn't. It, They're not paying yeah, us to say this. It's true. But if you, <laughs> you want to... You literally paid all of your, your own money <laughs> to ride a foldable bike. Yes. Uh, but, well, I feel like there's... Bromptons lend this element of like playful subversiveness. And so I was picturing like things I would do if I had a Brompton. I would find all stores and locations that said... like. Uh, no bikes allowed and then i would just like walk in with it oh and when they're like no bikes allowed i'd say it's not a bike it's a brompton and then then, like wait to get kicked out (laughs) (laughs) i I can't believe that hasn't been a commercial yet though that's very yeah i mean i I guess it's kind of a ripoff of fig newtons maybe oh is it they have all those commercials i think back in the 90s it's not a cookie it's it's not a cookie yeah oh okay so I, I really like figs. Um, I hadn't heard of the Fig Newton commercial. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure um, Wyden Kennedy is just waiting to like knock down our doors at the Spark of Podcast yeah, for well, <laughs> advertising yeah. ideas. You know where to find me, Wyden and or Kennedy. Either <laughs> one. Like, Come on over. Let's talk. Exactly. Think small. <laughs> Think small. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because Bromptons are foldable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like just... Just because I'm small time. Oh, <laughs> I was referring no, to the uh, downsize. Sorry, just this one person doing all your copy. No, you're good. I was on a totally different layer of the uh, the old Beetle, like the Bug VW Bug commercials. Yeah, that, uh, that was their thing, wasn't it? I don't know if it was widening Kennedy, but for some reason that that reminded mm. me of uh, that. I hope it is, but if it's not, life will continue. You know, <laughs> speaking of VWs and. Let me get on my soapbox here for a second. VW has a new has a new uh, ad campaign out, mm-hmm. and I don't know if any, either of you have have seen this. And I I know their heart's in the right place, but it's still like it's one of those things where you can tell they're they're intending for the best. Mm-hmm. But is it the in- actual the actual uh, implications mm. of of what they're trying to or yeah, the ap- actual implications of it is is not good in my opinion. I mean, I know I come from a pretty biased uh, background or nah. biased sense, but 
So they have the, like a. I think it's. I think. Oh my gosh! I think it's called like "Think Bigger" is like their their new slogan huh. now, hmm. or "Act Bigger" or something like that. This okay. is like, like um, I'm untuned. This is this is a big thing, and this is bigger, and and it's like all these sort of like altruistic uh, uh, actions mm. where like um, somebody is. You know what? I'm just I'm just gonna pull it up. Is it like the the Apple model? Like it's not just a car; it's a feeling. No, or or something like that. What the what they're trying to say? What they're trying to say with this? Yeah, the scratch fuzz fuzz. Welcome to the all advertising episode. Yes. (laughs) In case you thought you were tuned into an alternative transit and biking show, well, just kidding. Just gonna talk about all the commercials we remember. At least for the next (laughs) at least for the next two minutes. Um. Oh yeah, because it's it's um, it's promoting their their electric vehicle. Ah, uh, gotcha. Mm. So, this is something bigger. This is something bigger. That is big. Not as big as that. This is big, and then Sharon. Oh, this is bigger. Uh huh. This is big. There is a bike in that in that commercial. That's bigger. That's a bike than, too. Than driving. That's pretty big. But an actual hand on on the shoulder is big. But that's bigger. It's bigger because she's accepting herself. Oh. Uh, and this is big because it's a whale. Was the whale accepting itself? And it's so much bigger because they took the plastic out of the ocean. That's really big. Uh huh. That's. Well, you got this. You know, because it's electric. Car. Ah. That's huge. We're saving the earth with our electric car. <laughs> There's definitely. Uh, but you know what? You're already saving the earth at 30 <laughs> seconds in with that <laughs> oh, bicycle shit. right there. Yeah. Telling it like it is. Look at that. You should have ended the commercial ring. a lot earlier. <laughs> you know, that bike probably has a bumper sticker on the back that says electric cars will not solve your problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they didn't get that part in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> they zoomed in on the cranks for a reason. Tricky camera angles. <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> well, that was the end of our... He's like some ad exec's nephew. He's like, I got this weirdo biker nephew. We can put him in the shot. <laughs> exactly. Cause I actually had an experience once where like uh, a PA like told me I had to move out of a shot because they were shooting a car commercial. And I was on my bike and I had a bunch of... I had a bunch of junk strapped to my bike rack as well, so it looked pretty crazy. I forget what all I had, but I had like. <laughs> Do you know what? For, I know for I had what a show? plant. I had a plant that was like sticking up pretty high. Oh and my I had gosh. Some other stuff. I would definitely want that like, in the you shot. You can't be in our shot. Was it this VW commercial? <laughs> They're like, you can't be in this <laughs> they, shot. They, and was. then they wheel this other dude on, this, the... <laughs> on this bike. <laughs> <laughs> it was several years ago, so it probably wasn't that one. Okay. But maybe. <laughs> maybe they just had a really long production time for that. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was Portlandia, and it's just like, do you see the irony here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was for their bike move episode too. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plants by bikes. I would like to hear the story of that. <laughs> I mean, I, I had uh, I, I I was taking it to uh, uh, a family party. I think uh, yeah, I think it was for my mom. It was just like a potted plant, and so I just had it like strapped with kind of bungees going around the side of it and yeah <laughs> nice it was it and it was like a it was potted so it, it did it travel did it travel well um i think it, it made it okay yeah okay sweet I, I mean you've uh 
you've inspired me to think about because <laughs> I think every time you gotta be you know slow mm-hmm. <laughs> totally <laughs> well I think about what we think of in certain contexts of that which can be carried by bicycle and I have to admit I had never considered carrying a plant by bicycle before mm. so um there's a, it's there's... a little tough, but yeah, if you're very, very gentle and slow, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can and don't have to go too far. That That's, would make me want to, work. Um, like with the the cargo bikes. You know, if you think about the number of times that you're utilizing your cargo bike uh, bed, well, you could just have you know some plants that are just planted in your cargo bike <laughs> bed, yeah. and then maybe you have something that goes over that. And then if you oh, need yeah. to put like the car seats or the kid seats on top of that, it's actually like the plants are still there, but it's, it's oh. temporary. So you're, you're maximizing or you're utilizing uh, available space in a very specific way. And then when you get to your destination, you're like, oh, here, have this cherry tomato that I just grew on my cargo bike that ah. is like sitting okay. in the yard. Uh, my, my brain runs away from me. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what the effects of biking your plants would be on the yeah. planet. You know, I mean, plants like to see around. We've studied hmm. we've studied the effects of music and sound on plants. Mm-hmm. Let's hmm. study the effect of exercise on plants. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and are, a lot of jostling. Are your vines working out <laughs> well enough? You know? Mm-hmm. It's is, almost like the plant version of, like, uh, there is a name for it that I can't remember, but those old-timey workout machines that's like the band that goes around <laughs> your body and just, like, jiggles you around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about if we had the ability to have mobilized fleets of pollinators and then for places where we were losing bee density, we could actually just have people bike with their cargo bikes out to reinvigorate places with different uh, pollinators and and helpful plants for areas that had been uh, diminished. I'm going to get a box feeds and in the front (laughs) box is going to be a beehive. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to bike around with it. <laughs> that would be so- <laughs> I feel sorry for the bees, but happy for everything else. <laughs> Why is that person wearing a bee suit? I don't know. Let's wait till they get a little closer. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a bad idea. Well, at least I mean, everyone it. will give you a wide berth. That's true. Which is That's sometimes true. pretty desirable when you're out on your bike. Exactly. Oh, the potential is endless. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. It was, um, yeah. It 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 words once with me are now failing. Um, I went out to Mount Hood for the weekend. Oh, nice! And it was the trip out to Mount Hood that uh, I feel like my soul needs from time mm. to time. Ah, yes. Uh, Jane and I, in our typical fashion, struck out with no plan in particular but to camp on quote Mount Hood, and. Yeah. What we figured out that means on a Labor Day weekend is, oh, there's people here. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was actually quite nice because um, I we we went to a campsite that we typically visit and it was completely full and we'd kind of been driving from the Portland side over to the uh, Hood River side and there's some campsites on the back side where as you start to descend down, some of them are a bit difficult to turn into. And we'd found that on the weekdays, our success was quite good, where most campsites that have easy pullouts are um, foolish. Uh, but we hadn't ever done, like, the weekend thing on Mount Hood. And I think that's kind of where, like, oh, yeah, there's 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 people here. And they, <laughs> they go to the woods on the weekend, which I totally get behind. Um, but it was very different. Like, this is speaking of, like, kind of the differences between... Um, like working Saturday and Sunday versus not working Saturday, Sunday. That's one of the huge trade-offs is like, oh, yeah, okay. 
Um, but in a very nice way, it uh, allowed us to use a pocket spot. And it, there's a place that very few folks know about that you can just kind of get to on a vehicle that doesn't require high clearance. Um, so we, we sort of always had that in the, in the back pocket because we figured it would be a bit busy and it ended up that we we did indeed need to go to that spot um it's a place i had uh found out about back in college when i was um a lot more active in the climbing community and it's just always nice because uh for labor day weekend like you can show up and there's only like four people there instead of 40 um and then um get to camp out with a great view of central oregon and uh everything went very nicely up until about uh like 2 a.m and then um there were these loud gunshots and i'm not not saying that one shouldn't go out into the woods to shoot i am saying that shooting at 2 a.m in the morning is a bit inappropriate Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, yeah in the context of like you are probably super drunk buddy Mm -hmm. um so we we're also, like, what's the visibility in the woods at 2 a.m.? Uh, probably none. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah. I, I really hope you're shooting at something. Preferably not a tree. Like, what would you shoot at? Anyway, <laughs> so, like, we got woken up by, by, like, a series of gunshots. And it's interesting having, like, the, uh, you know, like, what your mind does in the dark. Mm-hmm. And animals are already enough. Like, you hear that sound. Oh, what's that? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Your, your body becomes hyper aware of every input that it receives in those situations because mm-hmm. it, it's just so quiet. Like, the wind died down and I could hear the ringing in my ears, the ringing that told me for the first time in a long time that there was actually, it was actually just dead silent. <laughs> so, like, you're listening to yourself. Um, so, so, when those went off, we, we, I, my brain jumped to like, oh, yeah, I couldn't quite tell how close it was. And it's very disorienting to be like in a tent when that's happening because you all of a sudden your your mind kind of gets racing. And like, of course, you're instantly running the worst case scenarios of like, oh, somebody got like upset. There's a domestic thing that's happening. And like, yeah, they're yeah. in the campsite yeah. over yeah. and like, where am I? And right. uh, fortunately, that was not the case. But <laughs> we got out, kind of like got the headlights shown them around and we're like well they're either going to shoot at us or they're going to see that there's lights and uh they're going to be like oh maybe i shouldn't be shooting at two in the morning (laughs) (laughs) um so the it 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 had a couple more peels to it and uh then died off so other than that it was uh very relaxing (laughs) a small small period of like oh shit like right in the middle there Um, but yeah, it's very a, relaxing and then really tense, <laughs> super tense. <laughs> and then so, really relaxing. It's like um, an emotional sauna, uh-huh. you know, it's like a really I, relaxing part and then get a little bit of panic and then <laughs> relax again. <laughs> it was super funny because, um, <laughs> uh, my heart was beating so loud. Like I'm, I'm it, like, it was quiet. Otherwise my heart was okay. beating so loud that you could actually like hear it. Um, mm. and, and so like. At first, my heart was, like, racing, and I didn't quite connect my heartbeat with, like, I didn't detach it from it. I didn't connect it with itself, and so I thought that it was coming from other sources. So, like, my heart's just, like, thumping and thumping. And Jane was like, yeah, I, I, could, hear, I could hear your heart beating. <laughs> oh. so, but what happened was, at first, I thought they were footsteps. And so, oh, no. <laughs> and it seemed like each time the footsteps got closer because they were going faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So it was like, thump, 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 thump. and then um, it, we figured it out. But it was, there was like this 15 second period where I was just like racing away. And wow, like my no. whole body was just like pulsing with um, adrenaline. I had, yeah. I had yeah, just a wow. tiny bit of adrenaline in me. <laughs> 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 that way. 
which made it easier to sleep after the shooting stopped because mm. I think I just like crashed. Um, when, when yeah. you, like, <laughs> what are we talking? Because my my first when you first started saying like, and then we heard some shooting. I was thinking like, you know, two or three shots. Uh, there were three to six shots in okay. breaks of maybe a minute and a half each. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. that's disquieting. Yeah. yeah. So the first one's like we just ignored. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, but then okay. it started again. And yeah. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like objects in woods. Like, yes, pr- statistically crazy low. Like, I I grew up in Eastern Oregon. I understand that like people shoot guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that was not the issue at hand. The issue at hand was like, how close is it? What right, direction right, is it? Right. Uh, do they know what they're doing with that thing in their hand? Right. Um, are they or aren't they in full control, uh, of, control their of their facilities? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, those kinds of questions you find yourself asking when you are relatively uh, unable to like alter your situation. Right. And um, we decided. I was like, yeah, uh, if it gets worse, we can choose to leave. Like, it won't be great, but like we can absolutely, uh, as Malcolm Glad- Gladwell would put it, we can pull the goalie and we can take our we can we can cut our losses by leaving. Like, uh, that's okay. always an option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, ch- chance of getting shot when you're not in a place where shooting is happening, much less than <laughs> where there is. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we, it, it was okay. Like they, it eventually died off. And once we got out of the tent and like figured out that it was coming from a very different spot than it had, had originally sounded like, um, what turns out is there's a road that runs parallel above the road that we were out. Okay. And so it was only about maybe a half mile away, but it was in elevation about 600 feet up of us. Mm. Um, and we drove by their campsite the next morning, and you you could kind of tell like that that was where that had happened. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it, it turned out okay. Um, otherwise, I had a fantastic experience, and and that I think just adds more to the experience for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sur- surviving unscathed, but I've been to that spot um, probably four five times at this point, and uh, this was the first time of any that we've seen another soul there. So. Hmm. Um, feeling pretty lucky feeling feeling pretty good for that labor day weekend got to breathe fresh air and smell the wonderful scent of uh douglas well ponderosa pine in that area uh which is still i will contend for should be the state tree of oregon because reasons uh but yeah it was (laughs) was a good spot (laughs) uh that was my that was my week that was my weekend um, and, and well, then I, I'm glad yeah. you survived. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> any any story you can walk away from is a good story. Well, it's a great place to camp, though. It is. And I am selfishly not saying what place it is. That's totally cool, because man. <laughs> no, I made the mistake of going to like Go, a, a ta- free site that, well, a big group of us decided to go to and realized like, Maybe this is a free site that is really only good for like you know one or two people. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying out of a desire and to not have people know. Rather than this is that kind of site where, like, maybe maybe if you're in Portland, you and I should go for a good bike ride. <laughs> and and if we and if at the end of that you say, hey, remember that one spot? Like, I'll I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> right. But right. you you feel like you kind of hold it close in a sense to protect it from getting to the point that you show up and yeah. there's beer cans everywhere yeah, well, and like all of that right, stuff. Right, right. And they, Maybe and it's being selfish. And even if it is, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to own up to that just right like, now. It just, the land couldn't support the amount of people that were there, you know. There's, yeah. that, mm-hmm. there's that vetting process that goes like, for the pack in, pack out, like, treat this 
like it's sacred because it is right uh <laughs> you try to like really protect those places well and you're still like walking around there you're still yeah you know impacting you can take everything back with you but you can't take like the fact that you stayed there back mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it does have an impact um yeah. wherever yeah, you yeah, are even just yeah. erosion and stuff yeah, yeah. Oh, totally yeah, exactly. well and i'd say for blm roads far less eroded than some um, it it doesn't seem to have the the whims and the fancy of the ATV crowd, ah, of which there okay. are a lot of trails around there that are pretty great for that. Um, but yeah, the the most of the time um, when we run into folks out there, they're just cutting um, cutting logs for the winter, uh, just doing mm. like wood heating kind of stuff. So you can get a permit to take out a cord or so um, mm. on that side because it's technically outside of the forest boundary. Okay, so. That was my weekend. <coughs> it was good. Right on. I got to sleep under the stars. All oh, right. we shot. We saw like twelve shooting stars too. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It was. It's fantastic. Uh, it was super clear. Oh, that was the biggest thing. Okay, I'm gonna stick on that for like another five seconds, and then we'll move on. So. <laughs> oh shit! Did you know? We missed the Perseid meteor shower. Did we not? Uh, it's in August, probably. isn't it? It'll come back again. Well, but yes. uh, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> Uh, well, so did you notice that the skies in Oregon in late August and early September were not smoky this year? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, th- oh, shit. No, they weren't. That is like the first time in almost three years that, yeah, knock on whatever you can find. Found some wood. Uh, that, yeah, I was just astounded. I was like, why mm-hmm. does this feel so much like my childhood? Oh, wait, because there's no smoke in the sky. <laughs> Something is not burning <laughs> exactly. around near us. Oh, wow. yeah, it was brilliant because, like, oh, typically nice. you, you yeah. could go out there any day of the week and, and get that viewing experience, but it's been so um, hard won, seldom seen, mm-hmm. uh, non-existent for, for so much of our oh, previous three yeah. summers. Uh, I was appreciating the hell out of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, staying up watching stars for three hours is a hard way mm-hmm. to beat a Saturday night. That's pretty story. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you take any transit this week? This week? Yeah. I rode my bike a lot. Okay. I didn't take any transit. No? I thought about riding the bus yesterday, but I ended up riding my bike. Oh. I rode I rode the Max a couple times. Nice. Hmm. I have um, some TriMet credit left over on, on the app, and I, I, if anybody knows, I'm looking at allison but because <laughs> like, you because you would know I, anybody could know um they, they're retiring the app that yes. they have, and i was like oh shoot when is that because like that's why i thought oh, about taking yeah. the bus because i've still got like 15 dollars yeah. loaded on them oh yeah and they it won't be loaded on when they phase out the app i just forgot when it was yeah that's a good reminder because I, I know i got like an email about that but i also can't remember the yeah. actual yeah. date i need to look that I feel up like my fear is it already feel, happened yeah, yeah exactly i feel like too. it was september that they said that <laughs> <laughs> well maybe i should fire up the app and see if it's still there or not um yeah, because yes. there's some way to transfer that onto a hop card. Oh, but really? I, yeah, okay. I think you might need to call them or something. I know oh. they're yeah. still kind of like ironing out the kinks. I think for that, but yeah, uh, fair enough. I think at this point, I might be in the camp of like, you know, if I support public transit fifteen dollars more, like maybe that's just the the that's how it is for right. That's now. <laughs> just gonna be how it is uh, for now. But yeah, we'll see. Well. If if it's not, I'll definitely be taking the bus to use up that credit <laughs> before I <laughs> to, to a hop card. Uh, yeah, I should look that up, and we should announce that. But by the way, that, that app that they made is phasing out as 
these or, things or happen. Or possibly phased out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to let Aaron take over the mic for a second while I look this up because I'm incredibly <laughs> curious now. Okay, well, I took, I took the Max PSA. a few times. I, I quite enjoy the Max, especially because... And I never realized how spoiled I was, but we have a light rail that goes right into the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and Minneapolis is the only city I know that I've that I've been to. The only city I, I can think of right now that has that same kind of deal where you can just hop on the light rail and make it all the way into the airport. I think Seattle's goes all the way down to the airport. Oh, it does now. too. I think it, oh, awesome! I'm getting the thumbs up from Guthrie uh, too. No, cool, great. Well, now I I feel like better about visiting Seattle next time too, because mm-hmm. I can fly to Seattle now. Um, the anyhow. thumbs up was uh, so the paper tickets and oh. the app. Sorry, wrong thumb. That was uh, not for <laughs> Seattle. They oh. are phasing out December 31st in the Portland metro area, so there's still ah. time oh, to okay. utilize. Um, they remain. The remaining credit, right on. Um, but I and I would say I I like transit. I'm I'm a big fan, and I I will always be a supporter of of mass transit. But I don't know if I like it enough to write any songs about it. Ooh. <laughs> well, you know someone who, I, well, I won't say that they like it enough to write songs about it. <laughs> I guess I guess but, we'll find out. Right? But who maybe they who hate, certainly maybe has they written hate written songs. enough to write songs about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we, we have Allison Dennis, Dr. Something, on the show, and uh, you've written a transit song or two. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, well, I guess I've already technically released uh, one about Beaverton Transit Center um, as a single, and then there are four more, so, there, so I have five songs on an EP about different transit centers, and uh, I guess it's, um, I mean, Beaverton TC kind of sprung out of it's ubiquity in my life at the time. I was commuting out of it uh, all the time. And so it just kind of became like, oh, I'll just write a song about it. That'd be kind of funny. And it has kind of like a, you know, Petula Clark's downtown kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, it's very kind of like poppy and just like, this is where the people are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's just about Beaverton Transit Center. So it's a little, where it's the a little funny. It's, it is where the people are, but it's also not what you think of as, you know, a, a bustling <laughs> area. Um, but, uh, that, uh, I think a lot of people, especially at live shows said they really liked the song and I kind of was like, oh, it might be fun to write more songs just about transit centers. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I like the idea of sort of, you know, writing songs about unconventional things in general, but also kind of like putting a spotlight on something that I think is like, you know, in, an important part of the world, but something which doesn't really get much attention in popular culture, mm-hmm. and something that also probably should be more ubiquitous in American culture, but uh, is sadly not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think part of it is just kind of like uh, less about like transit is the best. Like, I think sometimes it's not, but it's also a very important thing. And something that uh i mean i ride my bike a lot but i also use transit fairly often too it kind of makes makes it easier to bike commute too you know because like sometimes if i can't bike commute for one reason or another or if i want to go further um it's nice to have that other option mm-hmm. um and uh i think too you know any anything that kind of makes it uh, uh easier to have a less car-centric life is uh 
a good helpful thing but yeah. uh but yeah it's less about like the transit centers are the greatest and more just kind of like well this is kind of an everyday part of a lot of people's lives but mm-hmm. something that's not really like you don't really hear a lot of songs about it so it's all just kind of like little vignettes that kind of take place at the transit centers and um you know some of it's like laments about things but it's also kind of like oh there's nice things about mm. the transit center mm-hmm. as well you know yeah do Could, you do you change the style of of the music depending on which transit center you you've yeah, written about i i'm not entirely sure how much of it is is particularly like intrinsic to the transit centers themselves uh-huh. as as it is so much just to like my mood when I decided to start writing the song. Uh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna um, start quizzing you like like which transit center, which transit center would be rap rock, <laughs> <laughs> which which transit uh, which hmm. transit center? Well, we said Beaverton was more pop. Which transit <laughs> center would be jazz? Mm. <laughs> Which transit center would be jazz? I love this pregnant pause, by the way. This There's also just like a lot of different like eras and subgenres of jazz. But I, yeah, I, I that's kind of, true. That's that's pretty wild. I'm thinking a little right. bit of like Rose Quarter, just because uh-huh. like. It, it, it has Ooh. like an Ornette Coleman feel to yes. it. There's a lot of Rose just kind of like definitely hard bop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's mm. this hard bop kinetic energy, and it's mm-hmm. kind of chaotic, but there's a weird order to it. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would uh, would like Goose Hollow would be more like smooth jazz? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. I'm I'm not saying it should be. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing it out there to the world. I was thinking they would be polka, but polka. That's, <laughs> that's maybe because of the like the yeah the uh, the German yeah. coffee house. Over I mean, there. Uh, yeah. that makes a good amount of sense. <laughs> Sean, Sean Granton, shout out <laughs> for the history on uh, that particular district. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, the what it's I tried. I tried to preview the CD, by the way, and then I realized. This MacBook doesn't have a drive in it. I have, oh. nowhere, I have nowhere to put this. Oh, you and your CD. Oh, my obsolete yeah. CD technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. CDs are legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's going to be a time where like people are going to ditch their their uh, thumb drive mixtapes for CDs again. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is how music's supposed to sound. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when my phone last died. I was like, "Oh, now I have to like if I want to listen to podcasts or music, I, I need to use my old like iPod Shuffle." Mm. Oh, and so mm-hmm. I dug it out of my junk drawer, and it was really cool because it had all like the old music I still had on it. Oh, and so I was yeah. like, "Oh, I haven't yeah. listened to this in forever." Totally. Yeah. So that's also like kind of a fun exercise. Yeah. Of, you know, dig dig up your old iPod from your junk drawer and see what's on it. <laughs> you get to rediscover some old friends. Mm-hmm. That uh, it reminds me. I have a um, cousin who did and still does music production um, for a cafe up in Washington, and he used to burn me these mixtapes. And I remember the first time I had a um, like the first time I got a computer that didn't have a disk drive. He went to like give me his newest mix. Oh no! And it, just the look of like utter like disappointment in his uh, face. Yeah. Of, like, oh, you don't have a disk drive? <laughs> what What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> um, I uh, promptly went out and made sure I had some form of thing to listen to that music with, but um, they're, they're, CDs will never die. Um, <laughs> the thing that, sort of drawing back on our uh, talk about writing about transit and how we think about transit um, and that multimodality, it, it occurred to me what might be able to be said of a lot of it is that a watch 
that is not broken is often not noticed but like you sure do notice when that transit isn't working Uh, yes um so so just that function of kind of always being there always you know i won't say transit is always on time but i will say that transit (laughs) is typically always running or at least uh for the greater extent you know Mm -hmm. the ability to pause and to acknowledge and to be um to, to to spare an extra thought for something that so often we just take for granted even even in its current form it's not to say that transit um shouldn't be more prevalent in in many places but you know i think we also get to a point where we're like ah there will always like what if trimet stopped tomorrow you know mm-hmm. like that would be a calamity yeah um so i think it's nice that these songs are drawing attention to um that which is often underappreciated i think is is maybe what i'm going at there mm-hmm. the um transit suite it also has a zine would you like to tell us a little bit about that uh yeah and i'm curious would you mind reading a couple of passages oh uh, yeah sure yeah <laughs> i can do that no it's it's great yeah it's something that it started out of sort of a project that i was just doing on my instagram and just thought it'd be fun to like take some photos of the transit centers i wrote songs about and kind of like post them online and i wrote little kind of musings to go go along with them and some of it was just kind of like little trivia about the transit centers mm-hmm. and some of the public art at transit centers which i mm-hmm. always kind of like the existence of especially some of the weirder public art mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah and um and uh, i think trimet actually does a really good job of of uh commissioning some interesting art projects um and so some of it's commentary on that and just kind of commentary uh about sort of more personal stuff about like uh how it makes me feel or what experiences sure. i've had mm-hmm. there um so i kind of condensed some of that some of the photos and uh some of the musings um along with the song lyrics from the the ep um into a, a zine um and so yeah i guess i could read um there's a little a little bit about um i kind of wrote a song about sunset uh transit center called sunset sunrise and um it's based on some of my experiences i used to have these like really early morning um doctor's appointments in that area and uh, i used to always walk across the transit bridge and kind mm. of as mm-hmm. the sun was rising oh. and uh or not the 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 pedestrian bridge that goes from the transit mm-hmm. center like over um highway 26 um and uh I think this kind of relates to uh, what we were talking about, um, the smoky skies, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll just read the short part (laughs) in the scene. Uh, There's a small pedestrian bridge over Highway 26 from the transit center. The traffic noise is immense, and the foothills of the Cascades can be seen from it. I used to travel over this bridge often for early morning doctor visits. During sunrise, the mountains looked like slumbering blue giants, and the sky looked like fire, imagery reminding me of climate change and the increased increasing forest fires in the region and uh so the, the lyrics are a little more kind of abstract to the song but i kind of like having that as a little liner note of oh, yeah. like some of the inspiration for the song mm-hmm. and just kind of like it, it's interesting sunset has this juxtaposition of being kind of a, a transit center but also it's just right next to all of this car infrastructure it's like right by that big cloverleaf where 26 and 217 meet and so there's this really car dominant landscape um 
Uh, and there's also like a huge park and ride, you know, and so it's kind of like, oh, it's it's transity, but it's also very, very much you see kind of like how far we have to go, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, even yeah. in, you know, a region that's considered very eco-friendly. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of. So th- there's a little bit of despair in the beginning of it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the first oh. <laughs> um, that's all right. But uh, yeah, it starts you with start Clackamas you, you build the sunri- or it starts with uh, sunset sunrise, and the last song is Clackamas sunset. So it has a little okay. bit of an arc to ah. it. Does Clackamas sunset have a excerpt as well? Um, yeah, I can read something from there. Um, yeah, I guess the the sort of more personal musing excerpt uh, have is uh, as one heads north on the max from Clackamas Town Center, an extinct volcano named Mount Scott looms in the east. At sunset, celestial rays hit the picture windows of the gaudy mountain McMansions just right, (laughs) and they shine like beacons. For a moment, nature transforms human folly into transcendent beauty, creating a sense of relief that overpowers the weird train smells, the inane (laughs) chatter, and even the indignity of wearing a mandatory polo shirt. And so this was... Oh, um, because it's right next to the mall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, So, yeah, the song's kind of uh, just about the Mm. feeling of... um, you know, getting off from like a crappy food court yep. job and, you know, taking the train home and just that kind of feeling of relief, but also like, you know, there's there, there's a lot of mixed emotions in it, mm. yep. you know, but yep. it's also like, oh, it's it's very beautiful and it's the end mm-hmm. of the day. <laughs> yeah. I think the description of the sunset on those windows, if you've ever ridden out to that transit center, like you, you'll, I've seen that image. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very... <laughs> Yeah, it does. It is very juxtaposed, um, especially between those those two portions. Uh, yeah, that, that captures it so nicely. Yeah. That was my <laughs> uh, that was my transit center of employment. I mean, I wasn't employed there, but I was employed at the mall right next to. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. So you have some direct so experience I, there. <laughs> yes, I know the indignities of wearing a polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same here. Although I didn't, act, I didn't actually work at Clackamas when I, during those those uh, times, but mm-hmm. I've definitely had those times in other locations. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. You have um, two others. I I feel like we're on a roll. Would you mind reading oh, the yeah. other two? I'm just I'm enjoying these thoroughly. Okay. <laughs> Here's Thank it. you. Here's a. Um, sh- should I talk about? Uh, should I do another like musing thing, or should I ta- do like a little public art bit? Yeah, the public I, art. Yeah, I wanted the. Uh, my favorite piece of TriMet art is the interactivators. Have you ever seen those? They were. They're all on the the West Rail platform. So I've actually only seen the ones at Beaverton, DC, because I've never actually taken the West anywhere. Um, yeah, it, it only, they I only run like four of them. of them a day or something. Oh, okay. It's probably more than that, but it's only a few commuter trains. They call the West train line, which runs to Wilsonville, they call it the interactivator. Uh, well, there's an art installation that's on all of the platforms, ah, and okay. they're they're uh, each called interact uh, an interactivator. Mm-hmm. One's the Beaverton interactivator, which is the only one I've actually seen, but it's mm-hmm. it's really wild. It's all of these sort of all of these sculptures, most of them are like heads of different kinds. There's like one that looks like a mask, and then oh, there's gotcha. like others that look like heads. There's one that's kind of like a skull with a fish in its mouth, and you can kind of like spin them around, and they're on these like tracks. There's also kind of other ob- objects. There's like a shoe, and then mm-hmm. there's this little weird cart thing that uh, at least the one at Beaverton it has this cart that has like a a piece of wood that's being chewed up by these little tiny beavers, hmm. which are very cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can kind of move the things around on this track that's on a table and oh, spin fun. the heads around. And um, do you do you notice like 
depending on the frequency that they're in different positions when you arrive? Um, I don't go there that often, but uh, yeah, they definitely do get moved around, okay. I think. There's, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, um, I will say that um, some friends of mine and band members uh, and I did a music video shoot there recently. Oh, really? Which includes a lot of uh, interacting with the interactivator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and a little bit of like writhing around on the table with creepy heads. <laughs> but they're a lot of fun. So, yeah, I just have a little blurb in here uh, that says the Beaverton TZ is also home to my favorite TriMet art installation, the Beaverton Interactivator, one of a series of sculpture installations on the West or Westside Express Service commuter rail platforms. It was created by artists Frank Boyden and Brad Rood and features various grotesque heads and other objects that can be moved along tracks and rotated around in circles. And I have a little picture of it Mm -hmm. in there. Do you... um, That makes me curious. So the new orange line, when it's at the OHSU building before it crosses over the Tillicum, Mm. There's that art installation that has the like very large red balloons. Oh yeah. Right, do you know much about that sculpture by really, chance? Yeah, I actually haven't looked into that one, okay. which I should because I I'm always curious going by it. Like, mm-hmm. why are they red? It seems like they should be orange for the orange line. Uh, oh, That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. The artist like, hey, wh- what's up? What's what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've been curious about those too. It's it's always been one of those uh, passing thought type installations mm-hmm. for me where. Every time I see it, I'm like, I should look that up. And then like, I'm on my way to somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, just a good that's reminder a, for me a, to look yeah, it up. Yeah, research project <laughs> for the future. Totally. Uh, neato. And then the scene. <laughs> so what's the publication or how are you How are you getting it out on the streets? Um, well, I'll have them at um, the release show that we're having, um, which will be at Kelly's Olympian on September 28th, uh, which is also my birthday. Hey. Ooh, yay. Uh, um and uh, it's at 9 p.m. Uh, and uh, I'll have the zines there. Uh, I've also got CDs. And um, there will also be uh, you know, digital versions on, uh, like, Bandcamp and all the streaming platforms and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I'll probably have the, the zines up on Bandcamp. Um, have them listed on there if people want to order them. And um, I haven't really gone to any places yet but probably after the release um probably poke around town and see if there are any you know uh local teen comic book shops and mm-hmm. bookshops yeah. that might might want to carry them and i should probably take some so- to the library as well yeah yep the library. library yeah i've gotten a few zines out of the library nice. mm-hmm. actually yeah um have you ever gotten i think the last time i asked the same question last time you were here um, and I imagine the answer is going to be the same, but I'm asking <laughs> again, have you ever gotten any like official word from TriMet, whether it's like, Hey, we like your stuff or like, please cease and desist. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't, I haven't gotten either other than TriMet followed me on Instagram. That's all I have. Ooh, <laughs> nice. um, and I, like I, I know some people who work for TriMet who uh-huh. have, uh, yeah, commented that it, Oh, that's cool. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> right but yeah, yeah, I have not received any official cease and desist, or <laughs> or nor any uh, yeah offers to be their booster apparatus. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, in contention for the next time there's a platform put in, 
there could just be an art installation with the words to one of your songs. Oh, snap. Like, yeah. Not, not saying <laughs> or, that TriMet is listening to the show or anything. Or if a new interactivator were to be <gasps> installed, you have mm. one with sound, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I would... Well, I'd play with both of those interactivators. Oh, totally. But I'd totally also play with one with songs. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, are you doing any shows prior to the 28th? No, I don't have anything on the calendar okay. right now. So be that's the only one for now. Oh, right on. <laughs> well, then nice. I have one, like, uh, I'll be playing the show on November 2nd. But, yeah, okay. that's a little ways out in the future. Right do you, when you have a show on your birthday, do you do anything extra special? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, uh, maybe I've just been focused on getting everything ready for the show and <laughs> I haven't thought of any okay. like, party stuff, but, uh, it might be an after party. Nice. <laughs> right on. Nice. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we are doing, um, working on, on having some fun stage costumes. I actually made, oh, sweet. I made like this cardboard, like bus and sort of, uh, cut out that fits around my head. And, uh, uh, and as if you were riding or driving the bus, uh, it's kind of just like the front of a bus, almost kind of like an emoji of a, oh, of okay. a front of a bus oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> with like my face in the middle of the window. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a little kind of Thomas the Tank Engine, I guess. You know, uh-huh. Right like on. <laughs> the top, top of the bus. Ooh. Um, what, what have your thoughts been? On the new TriMet buses, the the new paint jobs. Oh, yeah. Oh, the retro paint jobs. Yeah, red and blue this. ones. They're the the what is it? The retro. Yeah. The retro, not ret, whatever. Words are again failing me. But like retro, not retro. Like it would be <laughs> retro, except it's 2019. But they're painted like they're 1967 <laughs> or something. Um, I don't know. I feel kind of ambivalent about it. I'm okay. not sure how I feel about the color combination. It's very bold, and I generally do like really bold. Yeah. But I'm that sort of like really deep blue with the with the kind of like orangey red. There's something about it like it doesn't quite hmm. it doesn't quite work for me. I oh guess. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. I've I've noticed uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed about the new design is that when you're waiting for a bus, you can really tell that it's a TriMet uh, bus. Um, because I found myself like scoping box trucks mm-hmm. prior to that. Point. Oh you're yeah, like, are yeah. you a box truck or are you a bus? Oh, you're a box mm. truck. But like with yeah, the that's new, a really good point. the new paint has made it a bit easier to uh, to tell that it's a bus. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, if you have thoughts on the new Tramet paint, tell Tramet <laughs> and then write us <laughs> <laughs> the Sprocket Podcast at gmail dot com. Right on. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in. Sure. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is um, fun. Where could we find you on the internet? Uh, it's just drsomething.com, drsomething.com. And, uh, yeah, the... Uh, it's not dr.something. No, no, no <laughs> just just dr and then right into that S. <laughs> right on. Um, cool. You want to hang out for our calendar and sure. our news yeah. and stuff? Sweet. Awesome, awesome. Well, okay, one more time. So, Kelly's Olympian, September 28th. That is the Beaver- Beaverton TC Transit Suite. It's a collection <laughs> of songs about Portland area transit centers. <laughs> We'd just like to also mention that speaking of birthdays, it is the Beermonger's 10th anniversary yes. today. 
which means that it might not be at the time that you're listening to the show, but September 5th, congratulations to the Beermongers for making it to the big 1-0. Wow, double digits, man. Double digits. That's how you know that you've got some some nice beer mongering going on. Uh, speaking of which, they're, as always, the generous supporters of the show in sponsoring our drinks for tonight. I am having the Punk Rock Time Fresh Hop IPA. Punk Rock Time! Punk Rock Time! The uh, label, as usual, is beautiful and shiny, and I saw it amidst all the other bottles and said, <laughs> you know what, you are the beer for me. Uh, from our friends also over at Berlick Brewing Company or Beer Company. What do you have, Allison? Uh, I've got the Gravensteiner um, C&A Felton's Unfiltered Lager. And uh, it's the original. And... Ooh, it was founded in the 19th century. Booyah. <laughs> That's how you yeah. know it's good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mach Traditionnel. That's, that's German for very traditional. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in Aaron? Traditional name. <laughs> uh, the Wildland Kombucha that's brewed right here in Portland. And this is the Blackberry Sage. Which, So, interesting thing about sage... I really dislike sage. I don't <gasps> really? like it in my food. I don't <gasps> like the smell of it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Gasp. And like some of my more uh, kind of out there friends wanted to like <laughs> burn sage in this house no. that we shared. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't quite know what to make of that. Like, how could anyone hate that? And however, I had a blackberry sage kombucha, not this one, um, some time ago. And, and, I was very skeptical, but mm-hmm. was uh, pleasantly surprised. So when you came today with this blackberry sage, mm-hmm. I was quite excited. Something about having blackberry and sage together, mm-hmm. it tastes like strawberry lemonade. Yeah, mm. I could see them balancing each other in a very particular way. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. I just know that it that's how it works. So, so I've, I just have to ask for our friends in Eastern Oregon... What what about just sage what as, about just as a sage? thing? What do you mean? Like, like on the side of a road or oh, like in a field? Oh, like sagebrush or whatever? I mean, that's fine. All right. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I, I feel like I have it, to defend like. sage. <laughs> 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 I mean, you do you, but I'm defending sage. I, I don't know. I'm very particular about like things that I smell mm-hmm. um, or taste. Mm. And, and I know this is this has come... Uh, I've I've butted heads with a lot of people on on things like this. Okay, cilantro is another one. Oh yeah, you know, um, there's like that percentage of the population that yep. is genetically what is it predisposed to, to disliking it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it just means that's... you'll probably live a couple years longer than the rest of us. Will I? I don't know. I don't know. In, in ten <laughs> is there, years, is there something be like, about cilantro that's bad for you? Well, not that we know yet. <laughs> <laughs> evolutionary but, but when we find out I, I get a big i told you so to the rest of the world it's all right i'll, I'll send you some sage to tide you over oh. <laughs> um yes thanks to our friends at the beer mongers congratulations on yes. making it to 10 years awesome. old happy um, anniversary and if you too want to go say congratulations to them they can be found at southeast 12th and division yes every day of the week don't don't ever use that. Don't worry, Tim. Too bad. 
I'll still say about the same thing every week, but with just as much joy and happiness that your voice is on the show about every week. <laughs> Second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Writers Club in Minneapolis. The first Friday of every month, the San Francisco Bike Party. Second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. The second Friday of every month must be like the go-to for a lot of places. I wonder, what is it about like that particular Friday? The moon cycle. Know. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. There's, there's got to <laughs> be like some, on some air. psychology behind Maybe this, Maybe because right? there's no art walk going on. Oh, <laughs> Those are usually gotcha. the first or the last. That's Maybe true. They're yeah. like, I feel like Tuesdays and Thursdays have their thing going on. Mondays, oh, are, yeah. Mondays are people who are like, what? I just went to work today. I don't want to do something on Monday. <laughs> but Friday and particularly... But it's always the second Friday. Well, because who wants to do bike rides on the first Friday? I don't know. Because <laughs> there's an art walk going on. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you, are, you are so correct. <laughs> the last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. And the first Saturday of every month, the Civil Unrest Ride. Every second Sunday of every month here in Portland is the Corvidi Bike Club Ride. And this next one coming up of theirs is their second anniversary. September 11th is the Not Skills Clinic and pop, pop Up uh, with Ashley, Lance, and Daniel. September yeah. 11th, Golden Pliers, 4 to 7 p.m. Yay! I remembered this week. September 14th and September 21st on those respective Saturdays mm -hmm. is Ride the Rim at Crater Lake. And hey. if you're there on the 14th and you see a cute couple on a Brompton... <laughs> It might be us. I don't know. But also, if you see a cute couple on a Brompton, check out who their other ride mates are, because you might recognize them, too. <laughs> if you see a Surly that says, bike theft equals bad karma, <laughs> it might just be me. <laughs> yeah, we're headed down to Crater Lake. It's happening. Yes. We've talked about it for months. We're, we're making it happen. We've yes. got campsites. we got transportation. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Right. Yeah, huge, huge thanks to Jimmy and crew who um, made sure there's a spot to put our tents <laughs> That's true. The, the one I thing like we, we owe it. think of. <laughs> yes. What? Camping? Huh? Uh, that would be real bike touring. Um, yes, excited. And uh, if you see us down there, say hi. And if you don't see us down there, have a good ride. Uh, September 21st is the Intergalactic Surly Day right here in Portland at Modern Times Belmont Firmatorium. Yes, and check out on surly.com. No, surlybikes.com. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe That's I it. forgot the URL. You're cast out of yep. the clan. <laughs> I've been riding a Brompton too long. That's it, the problem. It's gone to I your head. i to get back on my Surly. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out at surlybikes.com where Intergalactic Surly Day is happening in your area. Mm -hmm. And we got some upcoming film-by-bike tour dates in Missoula, Montana, September 19th and 20th. Salem, Oregon, September 27th. Bendigo, Australia, October 4th. Grand Rapids, Michigan, on the west side of my home state, October 7th. Coos Bay, Oregon, November 2nd. I'm going to go back. Michigan's no longer my home state. Sorry, guys. I've lived in Oregon way too long. Akron, Ohio, lastly, November 3rd. Keep it real. Keep it real, Akron. <laughs> and now for... Oh, Hey, look, 
It doesn't look like we have headlines. But and now you know, for you know what we do have. What do we have? We got mail. Hey, we got mail. <laughs> that was the one without the music. First off, we got a text from Anna while we were recording this. Mm-hmm. She came by and made this recording possible with the delivery of the SD cards. But she also said, hey, I forgot to say, I love your guest's bike. Ooh. When I when I received that, I tried to look over. I can't quite see it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, so. it's a Linus Mixty. Mm. Oh, okay. It's got like a yeah. eight speed internal hub. So that's oh, nice. Very classy. Kind of a, a cute little cute little buddy. Does your <laughs> cute little buddy have a cute little name? Um, I I I, I call it Torvald just because oh, of nice. Linus. I love that. <laughs> so great. <laughs> like Linus Torvald. <laughs> Swell. That's a fantastic name for a bike. <laughs> <laughs> although, uh, I, although admittedly i don't even use linux but I just that's okay <laughs> you don't have to use linux to appreciate unix or linux now i'm gonna get a bunch of hate mail <laughs> um from harms mirror in relation to our photo posted for the podcast of palooza love this photo it looks so staged everyone spread out in twos and stand still for two seconds Great work. I would like to think it was staged just because that gives us a sense of, or at least in my mind, it gives harm the sense that we're that much more in control of our surroundings. But totally staged. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to pull back the curtain, Harm, and say, this was not staged. We don't have that kind of control over our surroundings. Uh, harm says, enjoying your podcasts in Rotura, New Zealand? Yeah. The Dancing Moose. The Dancing Moose. And I would say, Harm... I might and probably will be in New Zealand soon. So send us an yeah. email if you hear this. It would be great <laughs> to connect. And this from Richard Wazinski. Howdy, Aaron and Guthrie. If you ever have another show without a guest and are looking for something to talk about, I'd love to hear the story behind some of your donors and why you call them out on the list. <laughs> in particular, Dan Gebhardt. Why is he a time traveler? <laughs> Peanut butter jar Matt. I remember this episode, but other folks might not. Drew the Welder. I remember this episode. I actually don't remember how Drew the Welder got the name. It was imbued. <laughs> uh, Andre Johnson. Why is the Why is he the king of division? And I'm going to clear that up and say Andre Johnson and king of division are two different donors. But Andre, anytime you're in town, you are the king of division. Mm-hmm. I will I will bestow that honor upon you. <laughs> Macnurse David. Why is he Macnurse David? I remember that episode. Why three Chris Barons? <laughs> and I can't remember why you make the hawk noise for Matthew Rooks. It's <laughs> did, not a hawk. Did we get that on air? Like <laughs> why why we do that? So oh. I I no, we, we do have a guest on the show right now, but I feel like let, let's give a let's give a little um a nibble of of oh yeah exp- explanation on that. <laughs> Uh, so I had always thought that Matthew Rooks was a member of Corvidai Bike Club. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so because we say caca for Corvidai, right. well, of course, we've got to say caca for, for Matthew, Matthew Rooks. Rooks. Wherein somebody pointed out that a rook is a... It's a crow. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. or, or a type of crow. Yeah. So so there you have it, uh, Richard. We've, we've got one out of ten for you. <laughs> um, and Ra- Matthew Rooks, in, in good humor and understanding, said that it was okay to It was cool. <laughs> so thank you, Matthew. Yes. We appreciate your humility. Spartan Dale, no relation to who. I'm going to leave that one out there. 
Also, when are you going to read the credits in funny voices again? No pressure, but those episodes are classic. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I guess when whenever whenever uh, someone asks. I'm raising my eyebrows, but you can't see it because this is radio. <laughs> you could turn this into like a fun drive thing, maybe. Like if, if anyone ups their donation, oh can you read their name in a funny voice? <laughs> <laughs> they get to choose the kind of funny voice. Oh. Mm, ooh, that could be a tear. Right. That could definitely yeah. be a tear. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have tote bags, but we'll do a funny voice for you. Oh, yes. <laughs> with, with aplomb. Uh, speaking of which, thank you to all of our supporters and listeners whether you are currently or previously or never plan to in the future we appreciate you tuning in that was a horrible track you you went so far as to like download and or stream this yes that's support in some way or another if you've heard my voice thank you you're awesome and all the bots that (laughs) download this Mm -hmm. just automatically zero one one zero zero one one zero 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 one one zero Exactly. They know what's up. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your listenership. <laughs> uh, That's we the got, word I was looking for. <laughs> we got one more piece of mail from Sebastian Poole. He says, good show. Listeners, does the San Francisco Bay Area, especially Sonoma County, have something um, fun like Palooza? Well, there is the East Bay Bike Party and the San Francisco Bike Party. That's mm-hmm. That's something. That would be interesting, even on a on a wider scale. Are there any other cities that does something similar to Petopalooza? What do you guys do? Mm-hmm. When is it? When can I visit? Can I sleep on your couch? Mm-hmm. Will you feed me? Wellington has a pretty good bike rave that oh, goes yeah? on. Yeah, it was one of their films was featured in film by bike. Oh yes. This year. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Jonathan has actually participated in that when he was living in New Zealand. Oh. He, was, he was telling me about the the backstory on that. A oh, little really? Bit. Um, oh, cool. You know, a far a far stretch to fly for <laughs> <laughs> participating in sure. some bike fun. Um, but there's one spot out there. I I don't know about in Sonoma County, however. <laughs> um, he also mentions the figures on Easter Island, or the figures the Easter Island heads of which we spoke previously. They reside on Rapa Nui, or Easter Island, if you don't care what the natives say it. I do care, I just didn't know. Maybe I knew before, but forgot which equals that I didn't know. Uh, The heads are known as Moai, and way back in 2018, I noticed that my commute produced a Strava track reminiscent (laughs) of a Moai, and he sent us a link to his Strava, (laughs) and it, it does, it looks quite like it. Do you have it up there? Yeah. It's the internet's doing its thing. (laughs) Hello, internet. And in an earlier show, you talked about claymation. I thought the conversation was going to segue into Gumby and Art Cloakey. It got me to thinking that Gumby resembles a Moai. Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) (laughs) And he uh, signs off with ride artistically sebastian thank you i will try my best to do that (laughs) thank you for writing in sebastian always a pleasure to hear from you uh well you have reached the end of yet another sprocket podcast episode you made it and you know what as a reward for making it this far allison 
in what silly voice and or otherwise <laughs> should we read the credits? Oh. Um, can you do kind of like, oh, helium for us? Or oh, helium voice? Guitar. Oh, boy. <laughs> a helium voice? Yeah. Or maybe right. what, one, of you, one of you has <laughs> no, no. a helium voice and the other has like a, can you do like a really gruff, just like, like, oh, now we have, you know, oh. sort of a, I'll, a I'll, demonic voice. Can, you think you can do helium voice? I can try. Because I could, I could do like a, a Tom Waitsy ish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of gravelly. Okay. Yeah. I think I can do this. <laughs> oh, boy. There's a pocket podcasted. There's a straight pig straight for you. Studio ranks to turn on our support of open signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast.gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and Instagram is Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Prepare for a headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donor, Shadow Katharina Mullingard. Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson, Emmeline Richard Prasinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker, Dan Kippard, who's a time, who's a time traveler, Dave <laughs> Nose, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peter Butterjohn, Matt Hickerlow, Chatterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, and I'll be home soon. <laughs> Johnson, King of Fashion, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's sitting across from me, Aaron Green, author of Wheel Like Sons and founder of the Regrainery. Campsite, Mechner's Davis, and Nathan Bolton. Chris Rossett, Borey in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Jamie Kitchen, Fifth Balloon, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, E.J. Finneran, Brad Hipwell. Thomas Spado, Keith Hutchinson, Ginger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tapp, Derek Wagner. Jason Offenberg, Co-Cost Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barrett, Chris Barrett, Chris Barrett. Oh, man. Simon, Gregory Bradley. Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Duke Luna. Matthew Brooks, Adam D. Go dig a hole. Beth Hammond. And Greg Murphy. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush for teeth. And go to bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think you may have had it worse than me. <laughs> oh, I knew I had it worse. <laughs> oh, I'm really glad you stuck with that to the very end, though. That was great. I also like, like how as much. As long as you... I have water. <laughs> I like You're how like you shifted thinking... so much to ma- Macho Man Randy Savage. By <laughs> Ooh, yeah! <laughs> uh, good suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun.